0: In this third lab on the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 9 to 13, we step back from the details that we've been looking at in these verses and ask, how do they all relate to each other? So, Father, as we try to get the big picture now of what the main thing is, the one main thing that you're trying to help, to, to help us experience by prayer, and to help the world experience by the instrument of prayer. Open our eyes to see it and then to experience it and then to advance it by this prayer. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven. So we're praying to a Father who knows what we need before we ask him. Not a general Father who just created all things and has everybody for his child, but the Father who is our Father by virtue of Christ's enabling us to be adopted through dying for us. And how he loves us and how he loves to do these things for us. And he tells us how to pray to this Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What I want to do is describe to you two corrections that have set into my life that set me right about a way I was looking amiss at the Lord's Prayer. Not totally amiss, but partly. And the first correction happened when I was about in my early 20s, and the Second correction came when I was in my early 60s. And I hope that if you agree with what I've seen, I could spare you the long delays that I experienced in understanding this prayer. And I'm sure there is more yet to be discovered. The fact that you can discover something when you're in your early 60s should give everybody heart. There's always more, and it's never too late to go deeper into God's Word. So the first correction was this I always thought. That these first three um, prayers, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and your will be done, were something like acclamations. Like, hooray, your name is hallowed, hooray, your kingdom's coming, hooray, your will is being done. I don't know why, I just kind of absorbed that feeling. I never even thought very deeply about it growing up. And then when I began to think more seriously, I saw, and I saw it confirmed in the original languages, th- these are not acclamations. These are actual requests that God do something. In fact, there are peculiar kind of requests called third-person imperatives in Greek. So we translate those kinds of things in English. Let your name be hallowed. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. It's like Peter saying to the crowds on the day of Pentecost, let every one of you be baptized for the forgiveness of sins that you may receive the Holy Spirit so that that is a command but it's a soft command so we are in a sense giving a soft command to god god do this cause your name to be hallowed cause your kingdom to come cause your will to be done the way the angels do it in heaven and then these requests serve to a Provide the the basis for that in our daily life. We we have daily needs of food and clothing and shelter and and medical help and so on. We need to be alive if we're going to participate in the hallowing of God's name and the bringing of His kingdom and the doing of His will. So, God is not indifferent to our practical needs. So these these here, um, food and. Uh, Deliverance from guilt before God and deliverance from um, the evil one. P- people get destroyed by uh, dying from lack of food or by uh, despairing for lack of forgiveness or by being uh, destroyed by sin temptation. We become useless for God on the earth if we die and if we despair and if we are destroyed by sin. So these are crucial for supporting what are now seen to be the three main um, requests. God, do this. Cause your name to be hallowed in me and in the world. And, And every request really should be personal and global, right? Do this in me and do this all around the world. Do this in me, bring your heavenly rule more fully in my own life and all around the world cause your will to be done in me the way the angels do it and may millions and millions of people experience that a personal and a global dimension to this prayer so that's the first correction correction number one is I used to think these were acclamations and now I see they are requests that God would would act to bring them about Now here's the here's the last one this happened just a few years ago um, I used to think in terms of three and three, and you can count them uh, differently, but hallowed be your name, number one, your kingdom come, number two, Um, your will be done number three. Those are the three big global, spiritual, uh, kingdom-advancing, mission-advancing requests that we should make. And then there are these practical ways that we need to be supported in that cause. Namely, we need number one to have daily bread, and we need number two to be forgiven so that we don't despair, and we need number three uh, not to be entangled in temptation but delivered from evil. You could split those. I'm not, I don't want to be nitpicky about that. I'm taking them as one. Now, that's the way I used to see it three and three, and I think that's basically right. But what I had never noticed is this there is something unique about this word right here. Remember what we said when we looked at this? This means sanctified or regarded as holy, but we noticed that the devils regard God as holy, so it's more than regard as holy. It's it's esteem as holy, um, revere or reverence as holy, value as holy, treasure as holy, love as holy. So what? organ of the human soul performs this act of sanctifying God or hallowing God? What organ esteems, reveres, values, treasures, loves? And the answer is our heart does. Of course, the head is necessary in order to see all that, but our heart is the essential organ. This is the the deepest heart response. Now, that puts it, I noticed, in a unique category, because if you say your kingdom come, it leaves unanswered. Well, what what would that mean for the experience of our heart? Or if you say your will be done, that gets a little closer by saying, well, surely obedience is implied there. Yes, but obedience in, in what way, in coming to what point, at what does obedience to what peak does it move and all these down here uh, daily bread to what end not just the doing of God's will not just the coming of his kingdom but in and through the doing of his will the hallowing of his name same thing with forgiveness don't despair because then you won't be able to hallow God's name don't get entangled in temptation because then you won't be able to hallow god's name so what i saw that i'd never seen before is that all five of these serve hallowing god's name let those who love your name exult in you psalm 511 we love the name of God. That's what's going on here. But here's, here's, here's the amazing thing. If I'm on the right track here, what this prayer is saying is that the ultimate purpose of God in the coming of his kingdom... The ultimate purpose of God in everyone doing his will on the earth. The ultimate purpose of God in sustaining us with physical life and and giving us an abundance of, of physical things. The ultimate purpose of God in forgiving our sins and in not leading us into temptation but delivering us from evil. The ultimate purpose of God in all these is that our hearts would be engaged fully in esteeming and revering and valuing and treasuring and loving his holiness, his transcendently pure and precious, infinite value, which, if you stop and think about it, gets very close to the heart of Christian hedonism. And I wasn't even planning to go there. I wasn't trying to find more supports for Christian hedonism. I was just saying, we're loving, we're treasuring, we're valuing the supreme holiness of God. And what is loving, esteeming, revering, valuing, treasuring, but an exulting in, which is why I quoted Psalm 5, verse 11, that those who love your name exult in you. So, would it be fair to say That uh, God is most hallowed in us when we are most happy, not just generally but in His holiness. That's what I think this prayer is teaching and calling us to pray toward. Think it through. Work it through for yourself. What is implied in this word hallowed that is unique and different from all of these other requests?